What is up, shambling strangers? Shambling. Shambling. It just popped in my head. Okay. Welcome to the strange... <laughs> I totally blanked what I was going to say for a second. Welcome to the strange sessions. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, co-pilot, if you will, for this podcast. With me is my side girl, Krista. <laughs> I just had this vision of both of us just flying this plane right into the ground together. <laughs> oh, it is going straight down. <laughs> I'm here with my side girl, Krista. Your girl Friday. Actually, you're my side girl on the side sessions. You're my strange girl on the strange there we sessions. Go. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I'm here with my strange girl, Krista. So uh, my voice is still a little off. I can just tell when I talk that my this COVID stuff sucks. Uh, I have this weird congestion, this coughing that is keeping me up at night, and I've been told this could last for months. And it's already driving me insane. Mm-hmm. So I what sound... sucks is that nothing helps. No, nothing helps. I took cough syrups, the one that numbs my brain. No, didn't numb it. <laughs> so brain fully unnumbed. Brain fully, <laughs> fully going. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I just I sound lousy and I sound like I have a super bad cold. And it's I kind of do, but it's not a cold. It's just my COVID hangover. At least I don't have to yell at you to cover your mouth every time you cough. Yeah, now. I'm not. I'm I know not. You're not contagious. I'm not contagious, but. Hey, quick reminder, if you're just tuning in for the first time, or if you're a, an, an old, an old timey listener, that's not what I was trying <laughs> old to say. Timey listener a long time like. listener, you know that you can pause the your app right now, pause the episode, look at the show notes, check the timestamp for when the actual topic starts. If you don't want to listen to us talk about stuff like COVID, yeah. well, Kurt's particular case of COVID, the weather, <laughs> um, new strangers, do a taste test, etc. You can just skip right over it. Yeah, our old-timey listeners makes it sound like we were back on AM radio <laughs> on after Fibber McGee and Molly or I something like that. I feel like our early episodes were the equivalent of like AM radio. Yeah, because <laughs> I've, I've never gone back and listened to our old episodes. They're not as bad as you think okay. they're going to be. Speaking of which, our old oh, episodes. Yeah. By the way. By the way. I finally got them all posted. So if, you ha- if you're not on social media and uh, you've been wanting to go back to listen to season one and most of season two... I finally have everything posted on the Podbean website. I It's in your apps now. So And then something. Andrew messaged me that one morning that all of a sudden <sighs> half of our stuff disappeared or you whatever. You know what? And the funny thing is I was thinking through that. There's a setting on Podbean with how many episodes you want to show in your feed. And I had deleted it thinking, oh, the default would just be no limit. Well, it's not. The default must be 20. So yeah. that's what happened. I wonder if there was a setting on our old website like that. That there oh, was I never thought of, of that. Yeah, but I've never been able to find it. Should we just move everything it? back to the old website? <laughs> Good Lord, no. <laughs> no, I'm loving Podbean. I mean... Yeah, I love our stats. I love I'm, the stats. Yeah. I love the customer service. When I can't figure something out, which is often, I email someone and I get the answer within a day and it's fixed. Our stats are amazing. It breaks yeah. it down by state. It sends us video of you guys watching our podcast that you don't even know about. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah, we know where you're listening from. <laughs> yes, Actually, we, we do. do know where you're listening from. Yeah, we do. State-wise and country-wise, which is mind-blowing to see where in the world we have been listened to at least once and that is crazy um i think that we probably have a bigger listenership than we ever realized because of these stats which kind of freaks us out a little little bit scary but (laughs) just the number of downloads that we've had since we've uploaded is speaking of listeners i want to give some shout outs to our newest strangers yes and those are uh since the last episode lorraine vonick becca poog I think it's P-U-G-H. Would that be Pug or Poog? I think Poog. I don't know. Katie Wied- Wiedemeyer, W-E-D. It's all girls. Huh. Okay. Katie women. W- women. <laughs> I guess they can I'm be ta- girls. I'm used I to girls know. because of school. Yeah. I just, I uh, 
Katie Wedmeyer, Felina Wolfsong, and Sarah V. Morgan. Felina Wolfsong. Yes. I love that. Yeah, she sounds like like somebody I would play in a Final Fantasy game. So thank you totally. so much, guys, for joining. Yes, thank you. Welcome. Sometimes we wonder why you guys family. do, but we're glad you do. Mm-hmm. And they always write cool stuff on our... Oh, and that one that... Yes, that just came into my mind. The one that somebody said they... They learned about us from the Maura Murray podcast. From, from Tim right? and Lance on the Maura Murray, Missing Maura Murray podcast, because... It, I doubt they referenced our episode. Yeah, I feel like that we misunderstood that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know like where she actually heard about us. They probably had like a, a whole episode of theirs ripping on our episode. <laughs> our, <laughs> our steak Murray, burrito. Our steak burrito <laughs> slash Maura Murray episode. Oh, gosh. Yep. Do we have any other housekeeping? Um, I feel like we do, but I can't think of what it is. Oh, this is like us every week. Um, no, I can't think of anything either. I'm just really jazzed that I got the whole podcast migrating. I am too. Weighing I am me too. For a really long time. So hopefully that's it for the podcast shenanigans now yeah. for a little while. I hope so. Um, waiting for my day quill to kick in, so I'm not <laughs> quite so stuffed. I'm glad you didn't take Nyquil. Um, <laughs> that'd be a fun episode. <laughs> I told you that guy did it at work that one time when I worked at at the factory in Two Rivers. Took Nyquil because I was walking with uh, the 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 receptionist her and i were walking through the offices together we walked past one of the offices and we saw the older gentleman in there tipping up and drinking right out of a bottle of nyquil <laughs> like doing and we stopped and we're like you realize that's nyquil and he he stops and he goes no i brought dayquil and he looks at it and he's like oh somebody might have to give me a ride home <laughs> but yeah he was oh drinking God. it right out of the bottle and wow. it's like dang uh, he's hardcore <laughs> that's how my week at work was i was tempted to drink some nyquil out of the bottle there oh man yeah you were but, telling me stuff yeah it was before a rough the week. show it was that you wouldn't week. want to talk about on the show but but i love those darn kids yeah. No, the good ones keep me coming there, and they know who they are because I constantly hug them and tell them I adore them. Um, you may be the only person in their life doing that, so that's amazing. I know, I know, and uh, yeah, what really got to me last year was, I think you and I might have even talked about this in the other episode about how the last day of school, so many kids were sad because yeah, then because they had to be home, to home and they're not going to see their friends, and it's like God, yeah. I remember. They might not get a full meal. When no, home, they might know? not get a full That's meal. They so might sad. not have have you know. I'm not saying that I'm great, but somebody that at least cares about cares them. about them and jokes mm-hmm. around with them and asks how they're doing and yeah, that was just kind of I don't know. That was made me a little sad, but it makes me appreciate what I do. Yeah. So what else do we got? Um, I feel like there were like three things that we were gonna. Oh, at the end of this episode, <laughs> at the end of this episode, me a little. <laughs> sorry. At the end of this episode, we are going to reveal for those that aren't on the strangers or whatever the solution for my armchair treasure hunt oh yeah which was solved and we'll give the winner a shout out we got his signed show notes right here signed by myself krista and Corey, and Exciting. he's the only person to have signed show notes yeah. from Corey too Ooh, because have we sent dash's dash's daughter oh, remember dash's daughter right. won anna banana anna banana won that one so she got our show notes but this is the only one that has Corey's signature right. on it so don't auction it off no this will be going for like fifty thousand dollars on ebay probably sure so fifty thousand pennies <laughs> fifty thousand pennies on ebay <laughs> so we'll send him in a gift card from amazon <laughs> Okay. But I don't Lovely. have a lot of money, so it probably won't be much. You could take it out of the we Strange Sessions PayPal, you know. We could. We do have some money in there. I know. Thanks to our coffee supporters. Yes, thanks to our coffee supporters. I hope they liked our Togo episode where mm-hmm. I got super teary and Krista actually had to finish reading for me because I was all <laughs> teared up. It got good feedback, so. I just, it's talking talking about a dog getting put to sleep and especially an amazing dog like that and a dog like that that didn't get the recognition that he deserved. Right. Until now. Until now, which he's gotten We're part recently. of giving we him are, the re- we are, recognition. But I love that dog. 
uh, I'm not going to cry during today's. Today's no? is something totally different. Okay. Um, what else? Should we open this package? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me grab the ceremonial, ceremonial dagger. dagger. That is, I believe that was supposed to, I believe that was supposed to just be a Christmas gift, but you and I have had this before. And this is one of those things that I said I did not like until I tried the ones he sent us. Oh. Okay. It's not, it's not ringing a bell. Like what? I'm trying to guess. Jeez. This is Brian Young? Yes. Is it the chocolate covered? The chocolate, oh, the sponge candy. I love those. Those to me are like Christmas. So that would make sense. Sorry if nobody can hear me. <laughs> I'm trying to open this thing without stabbing myself. Ooh. I don't know if this is like, no, it's just like an order slip. That is fancy dancy. Okay. It's the spongecandy.com. Buffalo, oh. New York. I do want to get to Buffalo someday. It would be cool. Unlike Brian, I'm not a super huge fan of buffalo wings. Oh, no. I'm not a wings person in general. I like boneless wings. I, I won't eat regular wings. Too much work? No, I don't like, <laughs> I, don't like, like I don't like chicken on the bone. Oh, sure. There's something about it that's weird to me. I like pork chops on the bone. I like stu- like like boneless pork chops. So anyone The has... idea of eating something with a bone in it weirds me out. But the bone is what provides so much flavor. Like if you're into cooking at all, you know that cooking something with the bone in it is where all the flavor comes from. Yeah, but that's oh, creepy. Yum. Yum. Let me take a picture oh, of this. That's amazing. I know. I think our other one is going to be good too. Hope Despite so. the name that is somewhat disconcerting. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. That something has had a disconcerting name, but was absolutely delicious. All right, I'm going to take two. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. Look how cute they are. You ready? Wow. Oh, she's taking a picture. Jeez. I'm so Wisconsin. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Oh, oh. Good gosh, jeez. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's do this. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm-hmm. That chocolate. Oh the texture my. of the sponge is so perfect. Mm. The texture of the chocolate is perfect. Mm-hmm. Brian, A lot of times with this candy, the sponge is too hard. Yeah. And Buffalo to, like, really knows how to do sponge candy. Yeah, Buffalo, do. number one sponge candy maker. Mm-hmm. I should take a picture of that. Mm. I take terrible pictures. I apologize if, like, all of the pictures on our Instagram are blurry. <laughs> like this one. It's not yeah. too bad, I guess. And you ready for our second mm-hmm. one? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's, since we've tasted this one before, let's turn the camera on for the second one. I don't even know. But the second one. Do you want to? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Our, we'll our be coffee right supporters are paying for this. Okay, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be right back. Does it look like it's recording? Uh, nothing is blinking. Okay. okay. It's <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> wow. I think we got it going. I guess. Okay, let me pour this real quick. So this is the tea. This is the Bigfoot tea. Um, that looks like a very dark urine sample. Get it all over. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. This is mine? Yep. Oh, dripping all over the place. <laughs> 
Mum, 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 mum. Scripted all over my thing. Okay. Oh, wow. Let's try the tea. Let's try the tea. Okay, let's do a cheers. Cheers. Give it a shot. Oh, that's very, oh. That's very mellow. It's very mild, which I like tea that's mild. It's good. Is this the one that's spruce? Let me look. It's really good. I get a little hint of eating trees. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm not going to be able to read this. You're supposed to te- steep it nine minutes. Wow, we definitely did that. I can't read that. <laughs> I'm old and I don't have my... Smoked spruce black tea. Oh, wow. Have you been eating trees that you were able to identify no, the spruce but flavor? No, I couldn't. T- I just knew it tasted like tree. Okay. I couldn't tell what... what. It's delicious. What... what what is a tree? Species. Species. I was going to say brand. <laughs> what brand of tree <laughs> what brand is of tree this? Is this? Uh, should we try this on camera? Yeah, again? yeah, yeah. Even though everybody's already heard yep, us try right. it. Oh. <laughs> the way, what I love about it is the way that when you bite into it, the chocolate breaks off of it. Mm-hmm. And go, goes into the sleeve of your sweater. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. That's for later. <laughs> mm. Did it really go in there? <laughs> this is why we're videotaping this. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't know mm-hmm. if you listeners heard it, but Chris and I came to the conclusion that people just send us money because they pity us. <laughs> it's just pity PayPal. We're so terrible at this. <laughs> oh, that chocolate is amazing. Although I'm kind of glad that we did forget to record the first one because we got to eat more chocolate. I am too. And I like this tea. Mm-hmm. It's I, delicious. When I first saw spruce, I was like, eh. Because anything like flavored like that makes me think of gin, and I cannot stand oh, really? gin because gin is like sucking on pine needles. Interesting. Look at us all eating fancy chocolates and drinking fancy tea. Sipping tea. Living a high life. <laughs> this is always the opposite of what I think. It's going to be. There we go. Mm. It's just weird. And you're ready for <laughs> our next our one? Best lives. Yes. This Bring sounds. Li- I'm not even going to say what this sounds like. This is from listener Jennifer. We still had this. It is <gasps> my favorite stuff in the whole wide world. Oh, beaver nuggets. We've had this very one before. Have we had beaver nuggets? Yes, we have. I remember it being called beaver nuggets. Oh, I love this stuff so much. This is addicting. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. So do you can... want to do another one that's in here then? No. If we've already tried that? Oh, you mean in addition to this? Let's. Well, we've already tried that, so let's skip that one. If we've already tried it on here. But I want to eat some. All right. Eat some. <laughs> And then we'll do one more because I'm I'm super curious about these. Okay. And Jennifer, I think these have been down here for a while. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for yeah, sending us sorry. these. We have some jam that's been down here since definitely last year. It's sitting there. Beaver nuggets. You love like caramel puffed oh, corn. I do. It looks like shrimp. It does look like It looks like, like shrimp. popcorn shrimp. I love popcorn shrimp. Ooh. It's funny. This looks so far away, but when you look at it... <laughs> Kurt just went to hold one up for the camera and just dropped it on the floor. Good thing I just vacuumed. Okay, ready? Mm. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. They're just so crunchy Mm -hmm. and caramely. Okay, I'm good. Okay, one more, one more taste test. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh Um, no! I know I did that before. It'll be fine. Ooh, ranch and saltines. Ranch and saltines. It looks like just regular. Oh, it's the same it's mascot. The same mascot, or whatever. It's the same beaver. You think it's a mascot? I love beavers. Like, there's a dude that runs around in this outfit. Hmm. 
I would totally be Branchin the... saltines. I would totally be the uh, hmm. Bucky's, Bucky's beaver guy on the side of the road Bucky's waving to people. Guy? I always feel bad for those people. I know, but... Because those people hate their jobs, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but you could probably go to your job drunk. <laughs> I suppose. You don't have to do hair and makeup. Nobody can see you. Okay, I'm just going to grab... I'm intrigued by these because ranch with me is really hit or miss because I'm not a big ranch fan. Oh, I love ranch. But I love Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, it smells very ranchy. Hold on, let me get a picture. Is that a word? Ranchy? They are heavily seasoned. Oh my gosh, yes. Ooh. Wow. Wow, that is. <laughs> They're really strong. Okay, that is ready? pungent. Let's do this. Oh. Mmm. They're not that mm -mm. overpowering, though. This is They're delicious. They're really good. Those would be like amazing in chicken mm -hmm. noodle soup. Yeah, they would. Oh my god. Yeah, that is. Oh, chocolates. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's like we've never done this before. Chocolates. Ten. A twelve. Oh, I spit <laughs> crustaltine on myself. Okay. <laughs> Cho chocolate. Ten out of ten. Twelve. Twelve out of ten. Ten out of twelve. Twelve <laughs> out of ten. Wow. Tea. Tea. Ten out of ten. I'm giving that a ten too because it's really I good. Do, for spruce Loose tea. Loose tea is always better than like baked dry tea too. I mean, it's yeah, so dry. Yeah, I would drink this every day. It's delicious. It's delicious. And these are definitely a 10. Those are a 10, and the beaver nuggets are a 10. Mm. I would even crush this up and, like, coat chicken in it and bake it. You would it. crush those up and snort them. <laughs> oh, I bet you that would be, like, good on mm. pork chops or chicken. Mm -hmm. These are really good. They are good. Mmm. Delicious. You guys can keep these, because I feel like you're going to use these in something. Like sure. a recipe where I won't. I'll yeah. just sit on my couch. Or Jim will just eat the whole box. I'll just lay on my couch with this on my chest and eat the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> with Narnie looking with at Narnia you. Like, looking Where's at mine? <laughs> I like ranch. Mm. Yum, yum. Yeah, nope. delicious. Really good. Thank you guys so much for the taste test stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, really I good. I love those. Yeah, they're good. They kind of remind me of chicken and a biscuit. Do you remember those? Chicken and a biscuit, I still get all the time. They are my favorite cracker. You can only eat so many, though. They're yeah, like a box, really strong. The whole box. <laughs> I, I constantly, just, just a box. I constantly eat the whole box mm. in one sitting. I don't think I've had one since I was like a teenager. Oh my God. You can still get them. They taste exactly the same. I'm sure. Chicken and a biscuits are amazing. Mm. Okay. okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye, coffee supporters. And we're back. I would like to give a shout out to my husband. Jim, because he ran a heat vent, <laughs> whatever, there's probably a technical name for this and he would know that, from the other side of the basement to this side, blowing warm air in here and it is toasty in here for yeah, the first time Yeah, it's actually warm ever. in here because Chris is usually wrapped up in a blanket, a Snuggie. I usually am chilled to the bone by the she time is. we're done and I am really comfortable yeah, right she now. she is constantly cold when we're down here. So he did that immediately after the last He episode. is a good man. He is. Shout out to Jim. Lucked out with that one. Yeah, you did. Okay. Now what? <laughs> what time we got? What time we got? Uh, twenty-eight minutes. But oh boy. That's with, yeah. That's with lots of pauses. Okay. Okay. All right, jump into the main. So the this much episode, awaited, much this hyped. episode, I feel like is kind of, eh. You say that every week. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we don't have a lot for this first part. We have voicemails. Yep. We have three letters, mm -hmm. but that's really it. That's okay. Um, and the second part isn't very long, but it's a mini mystery that I've been sitting on for uh, like a year. 
And finally, right. I'm like, nope, let's just do this in this episode, get this one done with. But it's a fascinating mini mystery. Well, I'm excited. But And Krista doesn't even know what that is. No. Because I haven't told he her. He usually tells me, but he's keeping me in the dark. No, I just totally never thought to tell you until <laughs> I realized this is right before we started recording that I never told you what it was. That's cool. I, l- I like being surprised along with everyone else. Yeah, you do. I don't Somehow even know why I said that, that so weird. Dirty. I know. I, that wasn't even meant to be. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but so our first story... Oh, why did my voice just do that weird uh, thing? Our first story. <laughs> just went through puberty. <laughs> <coughs> I'm legitimately like really warm. Uh, I'm sure the tea has something to do with it, but wow. It wasn't the ayahuasca. Difference. No, no. Um, our first story, we talked about, what was it, season four? Or was I it season this, five? I was feel it like season I've five, looked at episode every episode four? Ever. Yeah. But it was uh, it was done within the last two seasons, and it was a episode. It was a mini mystery, right? That, yeah, it was. An, uh, we had, did an episode where listeners had suggested stories mm. for us to do. Yes. And Sophie, who has been on the podcast and who we absolutely love, is hi, the one Sophie. that suggests. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Adam. They're the ones that suggested the Matthew Thornton letters. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm just going to read our first paragraph from the original episode that starts with. So this one is kind of bizarre. I had a hard time piecing together where or when all of this started, but the gist of the story is that for quite a while now, at least since 2014, seemingly random people and businesses all across the country have been receiving mysterious letters sent to them by someone named Matthew Thornton. The letters actually look really, really cool. They're really pretty and artistic, but the content is super bizarre. And that that was what our one mystery was about, right? Mm-hmm. And we put a call out in that episode for him to send us some letters. We did. Or to send a, to, uh, send a message, a voicemail to mm-hmm. our lonely phone line, which he did twice. Yeah, twice. We got a, one from him, and then we got a follow-up one from him asking if we got the letters. Which we got three of, by yeah. the way. And uh, I know I talked about it on here, but it was just funny that day going to the P.O. box. I would love a video of that where I reach <laughs> the in. look on your face. Yeah, where I reach in, grab these three big letters out, look at the name, and I start walking out, and I walk out the door, and I literally stop in my tracks. I'm like, wait, Matthew Thornton? And then all of a sudden it was you like, You just don't wow. expect something no. you did an episode on no. to like show up no. in your mailbox. And it, this is weird that somebody we did an episode yeah. on, now we have stuff from him. And right but away we posted. that being said, I feel like this kind of diminishes the mystery. A little bit, maybe. So, but I'm going to talk at the, after, we, after we open the, the uh, letters, letters and read them and play the voicemails, I want to go back and just go back over our four theories we had about Matthew Thornton. Okay. I will say right up front, when we posted this on Facebook, a couple, at least one person was like, this is probably totally a hoax. And I, I at first was a little hesitant too, but after listening to the voicemails, this is no hoax. No, this I, is the I real figured deal. as soon as we saw it, because I, I sent the picture of the envelopes to you and I sent it to Sophie at the same yes. time. And Sophie immediately... They're very um, artistic. distinct. Yeah. So, Sophie went to Reddit and was looking at ones and she said, no, the writing is the same. Exactly the coloring, the same. that little yellow highlight on the side, on the side. is the same. The there's coordinates. This one says Ursa Minor. The others don't say anything like that no. under the stamp. But no, but it's funny because so many people message me and ask me if I crack these open, and I'm like, no. And they're like, well, aren't you curious? And I was like, yeah, but I'm. <laughs> You're apparently more patient I'm, than the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, I'm par- apparently super patient with this. So, Matthew, what are we gonna start with? I don't know. Do you think we should start with the letters or the voicemails? Let's start with the voicemails. Okay. That's what I think we should So do. the first voicemail, the only thing I edited out of it is his phone number, which he gave us. 
And I believe in the in the previous episode about him, we mentioned his phone number because people have called it and talked to him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's okay with it being out there, but I just feel weird. He didn't give us permission to do that. I just that, feel so. weird leaving it in the voicemail. Yeah, so the I only agree. thing I edited out is his phone number, the part where he says, if you need to call me, my number is blah, blah, blah. So I edited that out, but I think that is the only thing that I edited out. Okay. It was just funny because in that Facebook post, Stephanie... Oh, who yes. also just sent us the, the latest for missing four hundred one book. So Stephanie, we love you. Idaho you know we exists. love you. Um, we she said, well, you all because she went back and listened to that segment right away, and she said, you guys also asked him to call your phone line. So check your lonely phone line, and I did, and I was like, oh wow, we have a we voicemail. Have a voicemail. But I think it showed up at one point in my email that we got a call, but I I assumed it was a student. Oh. So then I saw that, and I was like, wow, he actually. And then we listened to it, and it's like, yeah, this is legit. Totally. Okay. So we're gonna play the first voicemail. Okay. Hey. This is Matthew Thornton. I appreciate uh, coming across the uh, train sessions episode involving uh, myself. Thank you. Let me take my mask off. Oh, yeah. Um, I will get you a hard copy of some uh, paperwork that I'm currently publishing. Uh, I appreciate the references that you did make, and I'm focusing on uh, the one page down in Oceanside, California, is where I'm currently blitzing that area because of a fellow named Giorgio Sofalos. Uh The Kumbaya plane is, uh, has avionic features, but notice it's a flat bottom with a slider. Yeah, the little cup part. And that can operate only on two known physical locations on the surface of the Earth, and that would be its magnetic north eye, as well as its southern counterpart. Um, you want to look up Roops Nigra. And then also the lost book called The Adventure of Fortunata. It's not a, a large read, maybe a paragraph or two each, but the apt description of these two incredible places does exist. Native Americans used to walk up to these locations and holding hands and circling this event could very well be lifted up in the air or was in fact uh, practiced by the Sioux Nation by hooking themselves up and was uh, shown in a movie called The Man Called Horse. The trail of the 105 West, which goes through Fort Collins, uh, Colorado, into the Canadian area, well up into the, the uh, top crown of the world, will be, in fact, a central um, road path to this area that we are, sooner or later, are all going to go. Uh, the secret of America was the fact that they, they could walk from pole to pole without employing ships and get the first complete star canopy in the first year. The Lighthouse of Alexandria was made famous by harvesting all of its star charts from the seagoing captains and then assembled a star chart. But the Native Americans, thousands of years before this thing was even constructed in Egypt, had the ability to uh, not only determine the sky canopy, but focused on the nearest star. And how would they have known that? And I'll check the spelling on the town that you're in in Wisconsin there and mail you guys some paperwork. And I'm waiting for Beige Frequency to do a second episode involving, you bet, all the conversations that I've had. I've been on the phone more than a few times with conference calling on the other end with uh, college campuses, uh, other high-end locations that, that, that had at least a dozen people listening at the same time. Would like to do something possibly for you guys. 
Wow. Yeah, so he got cut off at the end yeah, because did. it went three minutes, but that is Matthew Thornton. And I'm, He doesn't sound like I expected him no, to. No, not at all. And I'm hoping that this makes more sense when we open the letters because I, I was having a hard time following... I feel like he's trying is, to make some kind of prediction about but something But the thing is, like happening. you said, this is like everything he says is almost a rabbit hole that I want to look yes, into. Like so the stuff about holes. Uh, the lighthouse at Alexandria mm-hmm. and the stuff about the the, mo- the movie The Man Called Horse and something about holding hands. And so, yeah, that was... I'm just not clear like, on what the message is yet. Yeah. Like that that didn't make it very clear to me. And I'm, yeah. I don't know that the letters will help, but I'm hoping they'll help. I, I'm yeah. not clear on what his message is. Yeah, but it sounds like uh, I mean, I get what he, he's saying, but yeah, I was excited to open these these letters. But should we play the second yeah, voicemail because second. he called, and I think he, I didn't listen to this one, but I read like the the poorly transcripts. the transcripts, which never uh-huh. are really good. But I think he says something like he didn't realize that it's been so long since our episode about yeah. him. Oh, sure. But I'm excited to listen. And he to was this wanting one. to make sure we got the letters. Yeah, because right? I have not listened to this one yet, so okay. we'll play this one. This is Matthew Thornton, and I'm hoping you got all the installments on my letters and other recommendations. Uh, did not know that you had produced this on air uh, for quite a while, actually. Um, it's like a year ago. Um, keep an eye on all my new stuff. Uh, that's all I can tell you. If, if you had the ability to you know, produce a show, and maybe you could make an arrangement and we can all meet somewhere. That'd be kind of cool, huh? Maybe put a face to the sound or the shape to the number. But uh, if you wish, you may contact me. Still doing what I do best. And uh, my letter uh, campaign, my rampage, uh, is going up the 105 West from the Mexican border, the Canadian border. That's the direction my letters are taking. You guys take care. So, that was voicemail number two. I think we just right up front want, because we, I mean, I'm I'm assuming he's going to tune in again and listen. Probably. I'm wondering if he found us originally by searching for Google his name. name, And then all of a sudden he's like, oh. Who are, who's this little scrappy upstart podcast talking yeah. about me? <laughs> yeah, we're. I think we're probably a little more rinky dink than he is. He he is aware of. Um, but <laughs> rinky just, dink is a good way yes. to describe us. <laughs> but just to be super candid, like we we don't travel. We don't generally go out and meet people. No, <laughs> we record we, in my basement. We are both <laughs> frightened at the idea of going yeah, yeah, traveling yeah. and going on like a tour or a circuit and yeah. and. And like interviewing people because I feel like that's not our thing. Well, yeah, interviews are just not our thing. I mean, we occasionally have a guest host, but that's a totally different thing than an interview. We just have someone who comes with a topic or helps us talk about a topic. It's usually a good friend of ours. We don't do guests. We don't interview people. It's not our format. It's not the kind of format we want. We found this topic endlessly interesting and we're so intrigued by these letters. We appreciate yeah. him reaching out. So Matthew, if you're listening, thank you so much. We're, we're excited to dig into your letters and try to get a better handle on what your message is. But I mean, this is a podcast about also aliens and time travel yeah, and, and hauntings of- and all sorts of other stuff. And that's really where our focus is. So 
I just, I but don't. But if he sends us a letter, we'll read we the letter. We will absolutely read it. We will continue whatever message he's trying to get out. And I feel bad because there's other people that always want us to like, if we do our tour of the country, to yeah. meet up with them and, sure, and sure. do the podcast. Listeners. Those are listeners. Yeah, and do, but do the podcast with them or even other, all the, the things we get that so-and-so is interested in being on your show. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we always have to be like, no, because yeah, that's not. It's not our thing. No, it's not. Like, we're comfortable doing what we do with each other. Yes, that sounded sketchier <laughs> than it was supposed to. Totally. But we just don't do that. But yeah. if we ever were to, for some reason, do some kind of country-wide tour, maybe. But yeah. I just don't think that's ever going to, unless we get the million-dollar Spotify deal like Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so we probably will never get out that way to do that. No. And we don't really have any interest in... Being having somebody come on, yeah, like that. It's just not what we do. No, and I just the, like even like like I love missing four one one and Dave Politis and all that. But like, if somebody was here, I would feel so awkward because I don't know how to do that kind of right interview. I mean, I have with another podcast that I had for work. That's all we did was interview people. Yeah. But I don't really enjoy it. Yeah, it's why yeah. we don't partly partially why we don't yep. do that on this show because I don't really enjoy being an interviewer. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure yeah, to be an interview. There is. And this is the first time anyone we've ever done a topic on has reached out to us. Yeah, and we're so both that's sort of like, like caught off guard yeah, and we don't know what to say or do. Yeah. So this like is this is like so surreal to me that yeah. someone we talked about in an episode like a year and a half ago got back to us. Yeah. Which is Awesome and cool and fascinating and scary all mm-hmm. in one big ball. 100%. So I wrote down something, but I'm going to get to what he, what he said that I think is interesting, but I'm going to get down to, I'm going to mention that at the end of when we're done talking about his part of the you story. You know how many people are listening right now are like, for God's sakes, we just open the letter? Oh, I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Let's open the first letter. Okay, let's open the first letter. <laughs> I'm opening them in order. So they're dated January 7th, January 12th, and January 21st. They're coming from Sacramento, California. Yeah. Um, they have like 39 North. Should we take a bunch of pictures of these West. and like put them, yeah. put, post them on Facebook in the strangers? I mean, I think we have posted pictures. Not of the, like just a picture of me holding them. That's, oh, okay. I think that's the only one we have. I don't think I have individual. Yeah. So I'll take a picture of the first one. Um, with my terrible blurry iPhone. It should take better photos. Maybe I should clean off the. That's probably part of it. <laughs> that's probably part <laughs> Part of it. There's probably dog slobber on the... Uh, okay. Lucy. My Lucy girl. This isn't going to be very... I'll take him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you you take him. I like the little um, rabbit stamps, though. One is a Scooby-Doo stamp, which... Which I think is funny. Delights me. In the other ones, he put stickers or stamps on... That meant something. And a part of me wonders if we didn't get the Scooby-Doo one because we talk about mysteries. Oh, that could be. Which I think is cool. It is cool. I love Scooby-Doo. I grew up on Scooby-Doo. I like the little rabbit. I like that they're animal themed. But yeah, he has 120 degrees west Tahoe, 39 degrees north. And he draws like this sort of square. Yeah. And there's like a little orange... Almost teardrop shape down by 39 degrees north and then and off everything to the... that he has on here means something. Okay. Which I would love to decipher. Maybe he talks about it in the letters. Okay. Should we open the first one? Instead of hanging these up down here like we do with all our stuff though, I actually want to kind of take these home today, look at them and then yeah. maybe next time bring them back. But I want them down here because it's just cool really that somebody them. we talked about on here got in touch with us. Wow. Right away. Whoa. 
That is so cool. The secret of America. That's the first thing you see. So we should take pictures of all of this. This is so cool. It is really cool. I hope I understand it. Okay. I feel like I'm not doing this justice. Secret of America. I'm questioning everything. I'm like, is this folded over for a reason? You know what I mean? I'm sure like, it is. But that's why I want to take it home and like oh study man. this. Whoa. And There's I don't so even, much to unpack here. I was going to say, I don't even think we can read these, actually. Yeah, I these think, aren't things to read. I think this oh is... Oh, my goodness. Right? Look at that. I mean, I think this is something we need to take a picture of and put it in our strangers group because it's not readable. Not yeah, that it's bad, but it, no, it's artistic. And it's not like... Oh wait, it's it's, it's things written over a, a photo. This is very com complex. So the first thing I opened up is... Um, it's like photocopies of artwork from, from... What is that? Like Michelangelo? Yeah, is that what those paintings are? Yeah. And there's oh, like... Love, like this. And then a, then I just there's like a French stuff. bulldog looking out a window. And there's like little notations everywhere and it's just a, references to different things. It's just amazing to and me that I am... And this is what he was talking about in the voicemail, yeah. going pole to pole yeah. on foot. But it's amazing to me that I am holding something from Matthew Thornton. Because before amazing. this, he was kind of like this legendary, this mythical person. Wow. Right? <sighs> And he's using um, a highlighter to like highlight certain things. I don't know if there's meaning in that. I think what I, what I just want to be able to make meaning a lot of out of a lot of this, and I I don't know if I can. This is so cool. There's a lot of Egyptian stuff. He, this is so cool. Like I love the art the artistry of this. He's talking about ley lines. Yeah. In Egyptian sculptures. But that's why I want to take this home and kind of pour through it and go through this. He says, this is a map of North America, <laughs> and there's like a bald eagle. Is and this an otter? Map? No, what is this? Oh, this is confusing. This is a map of North America, a trap of a cancer. And then he has other stuff written upside down. Just turn me over, Rover. There's lots of like handwritten, there's like stick but, figures. Like, I'm just, I'm like in awe of how cool these are artistically yeah they are really cool yes i would totally agree with that I, I just i just wish i could make sense of it he he really likes this french bulldog thing i think that is so cute oh there's another one this is something that he talked about in his previous episode duplicate. was solar storms oh, okay solar storm doomsday west coast usa impact zone there's like rosetta stone stuff it's just not clear to me what he's trying to communicate with all of this. No, like, how but do we sometimes, all of this? sometimes the best things aren't that Oh, and then clear. he wrote on the back of this envelope, page one of three. Yeah. So there's... Yeah. Wow. So yeah, sometimes the coolest things aren't clear. Yeah. And need some digging. So I'm going to dig into this. Well, and I think the, an exciting prospect is that we're going to post all of this on the Facebook yeah, page. But the thing is, I think this might be an ongoing thing where I'm going through these. And then if I find something that I think is interesting... I'll bring it up on the episode. I would love for strangers to analyze this and try to make connections. Every page? No. I think that's something I want to do upstairs in better lighting. The yeah. lighting down here is really yeah. bad. So maybe put those back in that. They're not in the order they came out of the envelope, but I don't know if that matters. <laughs> they're not, you know, the numbers, are, the pages aren't numbered, no. so I don't know if they're supposed to be in a certain order. I don't think so. 
And I don't want to... It's wanna, like really interesting art. I don't want to write on there because no. I don't want to... I like oh, them the way no. they are. I think no. they're just so cool looking and they they're look really exactly cool. like what I saw on Reddit. Yes. I just... I want to know what the message is and I can't figure it out so far. No, okay. but that's... Things like this aren't maybe always aren't always cut and dried. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll never know what he's talking about. But yeah, it could be. I love. The, what I, I, the, I got stuff that I want to say, but I'm going to wait till we get done. Okay, what I get from it, what I'm sort of piecing together is that he feels like maybe we're shifting back towards the way things were at one time. Like you, I wish we were because the way things are. Yeah, no sucks. kidding. The way that, that we, he says we used to be able to walk from pole to pole without yeah. whatever, and yeah. that we're all going to be heading back up north through that same yeah. path. Maybe he feels that there's a shift coming. No, like, his his stuff is never textbook. This, 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 this. There's pictures of cats. This one's all about cats. <laughs> there's like cats so everywhere. <laughs> I love his stick figures. Yeah, I do too. Me, woo, Native American sign. Pomo Shoshone Blackfoot. Like, I almost feel like this could be artwork. I really do. I mean, it's like photocopied, like, it's like photocopied collages. That's what it, yeah. And I just think that's so cool. With very interesting, dense stuff I written f- around them. Yeah, and I feel like this is someone who's probably very educated and very intelligent. And I'm just not smart enough to piece all this together. Oh. A lot of like there's this a lot one of... I get where he's saying the Nazca lines. One of the Nazca lines is a spider, okay, and that is right here. But he said it's also a drawing of the solar wind oh. pattern. Interesting. What that means, I'm not sure, but right. I, but that's what he's saying. There's a lot of references to the Secret of America, yeah, the Tropic of Cancer, yeah. like <laughs> I love the the cat pictures on this one. He's talking about supernovas. This is so cool. This one mentions, mentions Muhammad Ali. Yeah, like they, they, it's fascinating to me. It's just, fa- that's the only word I can yeah. think of is, I think these are just like beautiful and fascinating and cryptic and. Very cryptic. Because I was thinking there'd be a letter explaining it. No, but there never has been no. in his stuff. It's always no. this. So I wonder, does he like, is he just primarily mailing these to people or does he leave these places where people find them? No, I think primarily mailing. Supernova occurred about 1,000 years ago. This one was 4,000 light years away. You could see it even during the day. And then he has like a drawing. Yeah. I mean, he's talking about like astrological events, ley lines. How certain things in like Egyptian... like this picture I would t- this one I would take a picture of and put it on our Facebook yeah that's group really cool because actually. I mean we're not going to do every page but no. I say I think take like five or six pictures of pages and just put them on there to show people what they're like. There's definitely like a theme. There you know is, I mean? but it's welcome to Reddit. You know what I like in this too is uh, armchair treasure hunt where it's all it's this art it's these cryptic things you don't know what they mean and oh this is the plane you know part of an armchair treasure hunt is that you have to dig into what's on there and that's what i feel like this kind of is is that you have to dig into all these references figure out how they connect he's got his 
He's got. Did you see that? He's got the Reddit stuff on there. Yeah, I just read that. Yeah. Somebody posted about yeah. speaking to him on Reddit. Somebody posted about speaking to him on Reddit, so he's got a copy of the person's Reddit thing, but then he's got what that person said underlined and highlighted. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Interesting. Okay, we have one more to open. Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to take these home and just pour over these. Yeah. I never thought in a million years know, that we he... would ha- have actual no. Matthew Thorne letters that we were And holding. I would love to know, are these books that he has that he's making photos? If not, they should be. Oh, 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 like, it has to be. I mean, I'm assuming it has to be. Or he's printing them off the internet? I'm not no, sure. No, I'm assuming that it's like from magazines or books. KC. Let me see. So it says three of three Polaris and then KC Green. Does it say Green Bay? Green Bay. Yep. Hmm, why would it say Green Bay? I don't know. That's weird. Maybe it's because it's the closest place to us. Maybe. What's KC? Kansas City. It says Green Bay number one. As in football? No. <laughs> Was there like a football game between Kansas City and Green Bay that weekend? It could have been. <laughs> The Chiefs, only one of me. It says only one of me. I can't get it open. What the heck? <laughs> that was a struggle. Hmm, that's weird. It's a picture of someone, but it's signed. Does it say Rush Hoffman? Yeah. Huh. That is that's that, really, this to me is an looks I'm like, like is that that's no, this, what is this what you picture him looking like? No. This oh, okay. is like so much an armchair treasure hunt it though. Really is. Like like deciphering why this is important. Rich Hoffman. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. I don't know. This is stuff Hoffman. that I'm just gonna have to sit down. One of my mornings when I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, just sit on my computer and just look up some of this stuff. Read chapter. Oh, he's talking about I think this is like a Bible reference. Too many guns, too many guns. That I agree with. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this. Too many guns, too many guns. Even if you stop making them, too many bombs, too many bombs. Over 30,000, that is too many bombs. Over 29,700, too many. Because you cannot tell me where 300 are not. 300 would be enough to take all away. It would. Unless those days are cut short. No flesh would be saved. Oh. It is end of game. Do you copy? <laughs> well, that's kind of scary to think about. If you live in Russia, maybe. Uh, I'm worried about how there. things are, are progressing. I'm worried about how things are progressing with that. Yeah. Well, they just called for all Americans to get out yeah. now or you're going to be stuck there. We are. This is we are in the beginning of a mass extinction. Jim is home. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth how dare you this is like a quote from somebody from u.s general assembly i think it looks like more reddit stuff on the back of that one or something from the internet another day that's the oh another yes another another day day in paradise. paradise we talked about that in the last episode this is a lot of i think this might be some of the stuff that he has sent out in the past because i feel like this i've seen before okay so I wonder if I wonder if he sends the same stuff out or if these are brand new. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I because know I've saying. seen this page before. Okay. Um 
Welcome to our first step into heaven. Yes, our nearest stars will contain planets. Let's go see. Hmm. That's so cool. A lot of Egyptian A lot of Egyptian drawings. references, too, in the other ones. He's re this is referencing something on YouTube. This Another Day in Paradise? Yeah, that's the Phil Collins song, Another Day in Paradise. So the song has yeah, over 4 million? No, these are the lyrics. Okay. Yeah, these are the lyrics to Another Day in Paradise. There's Puxatwani Phil. It's so cool. Interesting. Crazy. I mean, it's... Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> you can't sneak in and out of here. Yeah, I think he's just going to come in here during the podcast and not, <laughs> and not, say, not come over and there. say hi. He's stuffing a bunch of food in the freezer. Do you want to look at some letters? See if you can make sense of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna come. He's gonna come he's back like, down I'm and know. Out. He's gonna come back down he'd and know like, everything. All right. He'll be all like frazzled and like, all right, guys. <laughs> he'll be like, I tell you, we'll, we'll go up there and he'll, ha he'll have like the red yarn, he'll have the red yarn going around stuff. <laughs> I you alone for ten minutes. What happened? <laughs> so wow. <sighs> so yeah. That was a lot to take in. That was a lot to take in. Again, I feel like I don't quite know the message unless it's that we're heading for some major I don't major think anybody knows shift. the message, but I think part of the message is figuring out yourself what the message is. It feels to me the overall theme is we're heading towards some kind of major shift that yeah. that we could have predicted yeah. a long time ago. But there's some political stuff in there, like yep. homelessness, guns, yep. which totally on board with yep. his views he on that. He mentions COVID on one of those. Yeah. Um, Does he? Yeah. Yeah. So I Jim's don't know. Getting comfortable. He, I just heard him pull out of cherries at the table right now. <laughs> He's pouring over everything. He's been really excited about these letters. Yeah. So, <laughs> so was Adam and Sophie because Sophie's the one that got turned me on to this. Wow. So hmm. yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. My mind that is was, very full right now. Yeah, that was amazing. A lot. Yes. It, it's still surreal to me that we're holding actual letters from Matthew Thornton. It who is. We talked about it in an episode. Yes. Um, this is the first time in six seasons that this has but ever. But this isn't going to be easily digested no i mean this is this will take i'm gonna look at these i want to see if i can gather a little more of what he's talking about but i think why part of the reason he does this is because we have to figure it out for ourselves instead of him just saying look right blah 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 but i want to go back before we get done talking about him so real quick though do you do you do you anticipate us doing like a follow-up episode like oh, an yeah. update like, okay. yeah because i if he wants to send us something else i would love to see it but i mean after you do some digging yeah into, yes yeah. i do i want to i want to I could see us doing a mini mystery be, where I, or housekeeping, I, I look into some yeah. of the stuff he's talking about. Yeah. Like pick or one housekeeping. thing and dive yeah. into it. Yeah. Or housekeeping. But yeah. But I want to go through these. But um, before we get done and, you know, we'll if he sends us another one, we'll look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we're probably not going to reach out like phone wise. No. I, again, that's not our thing. No. Uh, we appreciate him reaching out oh, though. Totally. That, we like, appreciate that. That like, that like to me made everything... Like perfect, yeah. Like, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. we heard from somebody we talked about. Yeah. Now, if I could get my hands on the Bet Sphere, that would be amazing. <laughs> or a slice of Coochie's Key. Or a slice Captain of Captain Coochie's Key Lime Pie. <laughs> I heard it's pretty good. But I want to go back to our four uh, theories that we had at the end of the episode mean, about him. We mean no offense by any of this. No, these are we just do the not. theories. But these that... were the theories that were that I've seen, like yes. th talked about in Reddit. Theory number four: He's a time traveler. Matthew Thornton was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, he's not a time traveler. Do you think that's actually his real name? I don't know. That mm -hmm. has crossed my mind. I think it is. I think okay. he, I, 
He doesn't seem like he's no, trying to he hide. He seems very matter of fact. And yeah. I think he's like, no, I think I think that he wouldn't use a fake name. Yeah. Uh, especially since he gives his number out for people to sure. call him and contact him. So no, I don't think that's a fake name. I think it's just coincidentally the same name as one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Uh, but I don't think he's a time traveler. No, probably not. Uh, number Theory number three, I'm going down from the top one, from number four to number one. Okay. Theory number three, he's a group, not just one person. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of letters. No, I don't think he's a group anymore. I no, think because he is once just... he creates them, he just has to yeah. photocopy them. Yeah, I think he's just one person. And it's the same handwriting on all the envelopes. Yeah. I think he's one person yeah. too. Theory number two, he's real, but he's schizophrenic or has mental disorders. And I'm going to say no. I don't think so either. No, because... I don't uh, know that I know enough. But I'm going but... to get to number one. Okay. He's a real sane person. Other people have commented that he lives in their town and they know him and they say he's a very eccentric but knowledgeable fellow. Eccentric. People who have talked to him on the phone come away believing that he's completely sane and that he just knows a lot of stuff. And yeah. I 100% think that's what it is. Yes. I really do. I think I think he, I know people like him. That, There's like a theory that people who are super intelligent yes. are just a little bit... Eccentric, off. Yeah, a little and off I've, because I, they have so much yes, up I there. I know people like him. I have met people like him, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's what it is. Eccentric I think that is he knows use, so yeah. much. It's the word I would use. For I sure. think he knows so much, and I think the crypt, the the letters and stuff, is either a way to get you to do some digging to figure out what he's talking about, rather than spoon feeding it to you, mm-hmm. or he sees what we don't see in that i feel like it's similar to it's the like people who can see music when they hear music you yeah, know people yeah. who can visually see music i think he visually sees what he is talking about but maybe we can't and i think it's similar to the toy and tile tiles yeah it's sort of like artwork that's yes trying to transmit some kind of a message yes. but in a strange and eccentric yes, that's, way it's a very good way to look at it that's what yeah. i feel like this is like i love the artistic letters i really do very passionate about whatever this is yeah so in the end i feel like it's not a mystery anymore because it's a real person that just wants to get this message out so i feel like it's not a mystery but i feel like it's still fascinating and i feel like what he sees and what he is trying to convey in these is a mystery I feel like yes, he's not. He's not, but he's the no message the still is. Yes. So that is something that I'm going to dig into and see if I can make any headway. I also feel like maybe he's someone who is super intelligent and just doesn't put together the fact that the rest of us aren't going to be able to make the same sense of this stuff that yeah, he does because yeah. we're not on the same. No, and that goes to what I said that it. one time when I talked about. Oh, it's ironic because I'm actually going to mention this place in our. I'm going to talk about this place in our side session. Ooh. But when my dad went to Caltech college in california for a little while he said there were engineers there that he said were the smartest people he's ever met but were the dumbest at the same time that he's ever met yeah like they are so smart and it's just like you said like they're explaining something to my dad and looking at him like he's an idiot because he can't comprehend what they easily comprehend yeah and i feel like that's what this is like he sees this we don't it's our job to, to figure it see out. it. Yeah. To learn how to see it. We're not speaking the same language. No. <laughs> He's no. speaking a much more advanced language yes. than the rest of us. And it's our job to learn how to see that. Yeah, and, and that's the way I look at it. And the last thing I want to say is what I said in that last episode is that he should do podcasting. He should go his on YouTube. His own you- podcast. His U- YouTube. Yeah. Like do a YouTube thing where it's like Krista and I do where it's just us talking. 
you know, do a 10 minute chunk every couple days if you want to get your message out there. But then the thing he said, old school though, the thing he said in that voicemail that I wrote down was when he said to do what I do best. And that is, this is his life's mission. The artwork. It is the letters. Mm -hmm. It is, there's something cool about it being letters, like old fashioned letters in the mail. Handwritten address. Yeah. That is, yeah, yeah. that is, there's something romantic about that. So I don't think do the YouTube podcast anymore. Keep doing what you're doing. Get this out there and people people will discover, yeah, people like us will discover it. Yeah. So. And spread the word. Yeah. So I think that's really all I have. That's really yeah. all I have to say. Until we until we have a chance to really kind of dig into this a little more. Them. Yeah. But Unless Jim comes down five minutes from now and is like, guys, is like, look, I figured it's so it out. easy. Just look. There's the <laughs> gopher, the gopher here, us. and there's the cat here. And the Sphinx. Hello. And the sp- yeah. Uh, but yeah. So thank you so much for sending us the yeah. voicemails and, and the, the, letters. The, the letters. Like I'm still gobsmacked that. I we wonder got if he gets this. frustrated that people. He you probably know, does, but I understand. feel like it's, uh, right now I'm working on that whistle pig armchair treasure hunt that has been hidden. That's a key that's been hidden since 2002, I believe. Wow. And in the book that the whistle pig that I'm reading, the author says, oh no, it wasn't in the book. It was on Jenny Kyle's website, Mysterious Writings, where she interviewed the author and she says, do you have any more clues to give listeners? And he says, no, he says, once the baby bird leaves the nest, it's up to them. And I feel like that's how mm, this is. Like we're mm-hmm. the baby birds and do with it what you yeah. will. Yep. So that's really all I have to say about this. Yeah. Fascinated. I just like, just shocked that we mm-hmm. got actual letters from him that I love that we have a physical thing now. Yeah. And, but it, the, the mystery I feel like is no longer there. He's a real sane person that yep. wants to get his message out. But now Agreed. the mystery is his message. I totally agree. So Yeah. Cool. What do you think? Uh, it's <laughs> fascinating, and I, I feel much honored. Mo- haven't heard much from Jim upstairs, so no. he's Lucy. Better not eat those letters. <laughs> I'd be so she mad. Does like paper products. Arr, tearing it apart. So that Matthew, thank you so much. Yeah, thank and you, Matthew. He doesn't sound anything like I expected. He sounds. No. Do you think he's like in his fifties? That's kind of what forties, forties or fifties. Yeah, but he sounds like a guy that I would just like talk to. Okay. I love when he yeah. takes the mask off and he goes, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite part. That's how we all feel when we take our mask yes. off. Oh, yeah. I can stop mouth breathing now. So cool. Thank you so much, <laughs> Matthew. And I'm going to dig into this. Yeah. Cool. So now on to the second story. Uh, this is one, like I oh, said. That's right. We have a second mini yeah, mystery. This is one that I said Hello. that we've been sitting on. I've been sitting on for like a year. I had it all typed up and I didn't know when I was going to use it, but then we didn't know how long the Matthew Thornton stuff was going to go. So it's not a super long story, but I honestly don't know what to make of this. Okay. I don't. I'm excited. At 1114 Fountain Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, there's a really cute little house. Back in 1987, that house was owned by elderly married couple Will and Minnie Winston. Minnie was 77 years old and her husband Will was 79 years old. By all accounts, they were a very nice, very quiet African-American couple. Will was in poor health and had to be connected to a dialysis machine every day at a local medical center. The process often left him and his wife exhausted. On the evening of September 8, 1987, Minnie decided to take a shower while her husband slept in the other room. Around 11.30 p.m., she stepped out of the shower and noticed something weird. 
The bathroom floor now had small puddles on it that looked like blood. She worried that something had happened with her husband, so she opened the bathroom door and discovered that the tile floor in the hallway also had puddles of blood on it. Panic, she called out to her husband. He got out of bed and came to the bedroom door, and Minnie was relieved to see that he looked okay. The two of them looked at the weird puddles and wondered if some kind of wounded animal or rodent got into the house. They decided to look in other rooms, and they found the substance everywhere, sometimes on the floor, sometimes on the walls, and a lot of it seemed to be near the heating vents. They didn't know what to do, so they called the police. Sometime after midnight, Detective Steve Cartwright and a few other officers showed up to the residence. They immediately knew that the substance did seem to be blood, so they did a search of the house for signs of a break-in or someone wounded. There seemed to be so much blood that they were sure if someone was inside the house, they were probably dead from blood loss. They didn't find anything suspicious other than the blood, which they found pretty much everywhere, including inside inaccessible crawl spaces in the basement and coming up through the floor underneath appliances. What? Detective Steve Cartwright later said that in his 10 years of service, he had never seen anything like this. They seriously had no idea what to do. They took samples of the substance for the labs to process, and they left the house. During a news conference held on September 10th, a police officer said that the house contained, quote, copious amounts of blood splattered on the walls and floors of the home. (laughs) Right? This is the weirdest thing I've heard in a long time. A few days later, Officer Cartwright returned to the house with the lab results. The substance was blood, and it was found to be human blood, specifically blood type O. The Winstons told the officer that they both had blood type A, which was later confirmed by the medical center that the couple went to. Once this story hit the news, you can imagine what happened. The couple was pretty much harassed day and night by phone calls, people wanting to come in and see the house, or people driving by and gathering outside in front of the house at all hours. A 1987 AP news story says, quote, Mrs. Winston said Thursday that she was weary of all the attention the bizarre discovery had brought. I still don't know where the blood came from, and I'm tired of all these people asking me all these questions, she said. If anybody comes here today, I'm not going to open my door. She said the six-room brick house in southwest Atlanta was besieged by calls and visits Wednesday from those intrigued by the mystery. The phone rang all night, people asking me dumb questions. She said, I'm fed up with all of this. And I don't blame her. Yeah. From the book Labyrinth 13th by Kurt Rowlett, he writes, quote, As you would expect, the story created a huge sensation when it hit the local news, becoming the top story for several days on both television and talk radio, where callers into the show suggested everything from a deliberate hoax to manifestations of demonic forces. The video segments filmed inside the house that were broadcast on the various news channels showed many different sizes of bloodstains in the home that ranged from silver dollar-sized pools to six-inch by two-inch streaks on the floor and carpet. There were also tiny patterned droplets of blood that looked to me as if they hadn't been sprayed from an atomizer or a spray bottle at a downward angle onto the walls, floor, and baseboards. So, when did this happen? Like, she, somebody was taking a nap and she someone was, was in the shower? Her husband was sleeping and she was in the shower. So, it happened within like a 10-minute, yeah. maybe tops 20-minute yeah. window of yeah. time. Yep. <laughs> okay. I decided to go straight to the source. I telephoned the Winston home and was able to interview Mrs. Winston person in person about the strange events. And while she was pleasant and forthcoming, it was obvious that she was reluctant about reopening the matter to public scrutiny. I learned that she and her husband had lived in the six-room brick house for 22 years and they had never experienced anything unusual in the house prior to the blood incident. 
But when I questioned her closely about the bloodstains, Mrs. Winston was quite adamant that it was not blood that had appeared in the house, but it was rather, quote, rust and mud mixed with water that she said she believed was sprayed into the house by steam from a ruptured hot water heater in the basement. Even though the police determined it was (laughs) The fact that samples from the pools and splatter had been tested by the police and determined to be actual human blood with even a subgroup typing effectively ruled out Mrs. Winston's theory. Also, rusty, muddy water propelled by steam would have needed a way to reach the upper floors. Mm. And according to Mrs. Winston, there were only two floor vents in their home and neither of those had any of the substance inside or right outside of them. I knew that her statement in this regard simply was not accurate in light of the tests made by police, but it soon became obvious to me why she would want to make such a claim. Mrs. Winston emphasized quite strongly to me that if the substance had been actual blood, she would not have been willing to stay in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. I asked Mrs. Winston if she or her husband ever experienced anything like this in the house prior to the incident, and specifically whether or not she believed if her house was haunted. She denied that anything had ever happened like that in the past, but would not answer my question directly about the possibility that her home might have been the site of a supernatural occurrence. But it was obvious to me that real blood was the last thing she wanted the substance to be, both because she was afraid of the possibility and due to the fact that the case had received so much publicity while the story was still in the news. And this is also from the guy's book. Included here for the editorial balance is a synopsis of a report prepared by Rebecca Long of the Georgia Skeptic Society. Several members of the Georgia Skeptic Society also investigated the Winston case in 1994 and, according to their report, were told by the police detective in charge of the case at the time that it was his professional opinion that someone had deliberately splattered the blood around the house as a hoax, further stating that family problems apparently existed which gave either the Winstons or their children a possible motive for perpetrating such a hoax. The detective believed that the Winstons could have had access to human blood because Mr. Winston was a kidney dialysis patient, leading to his suggestion that one or both of the Winstons might have hoaxed a blood incident in order to get more attention from their children. The detective also stated that the Winstons' daughter worked in a hospital and had access to human blood and figured that the Winstons' children could have hoaxed the blood in order to have their parents legally declared incompetent for financial reasons. Those both seem like such really such a stretch. Yeah. Those theories are, of course, as viable as any supernatural explanation would be. But it's important to remember that although the Georgia Skeptical Society takes a time-tested, rational, or logical approach, their conclusions are still only so much speculation as no real evidence for the greed or sympathy theories exists beyond what the circumstances may appear to suggest. So, yeah. Super from an aus- from an awesome um, From an awesome article on the Truly Adventure website called The Blood House at Fountain Drive, the article says, quote, Having been so eager to solve it initially, the police abruptly began to distance themselves. They aired their infighting in public, accusing the various blood processing labs of having delayed testing and depriving investigators of additional information. Questions were posed about whether the Winstons practiced any ritualistic or sacrificial religions, a race-tinged canard to explain the blood. They're African-American, so it's like, do you guys participate in any sacrificial... Come on. Like, that's just... (laughs) That's just absurd. Yeah. In another racially charged line of thought, the possibility had been raised of whether or not a gang related weapon could have been hidden inside the dwelling in the process, dripping or spattering the blood. The word hoax. Aren't they in their 70s? Yeah. Yeah. The word hoax was also then thrown. I can't really see them doing drive bys, you know, unless it was like their grandchildren. So when was this? This is the 80s. 87. What came to my mind was like 
was this some sort of racist thing? Did someone break into their house and target them for I'll some get reason? I'll that in a little bit. Okay. The word hoax was also thrown around. <laughs> the word hoax was also thrown around. One anonymous police source scoffed that some adults will act like children just to get attention, infant, infantilizing the Winstons, parents of three and grandparents of many who both had spotless records. A whispering campaign began alleging that one of the Winston's grown daughters who worked at a hospital could have been responsible for planting the blood. The whispers tainting her in the family name and besmirching her profession. Law enforcement also explicitly linked the case to the latest police shooting, although in a manner that positioned the incidents as competing with each other. The house is not a high priority right now, a police lieutenant announced, because of the shooting. A spokesperson put a finer point on closing their work at Fountain Drive, even without any answer, saying, quote, Until such time we have determined a crime was committed, it doesn't merit a whole group of investigators working on it. The Winstons returned to their lives as private people, sometimes spotted relaxing in lawn chairs in their wired-in backyard. Kurt Rowlett, the rock and roll paranormal aficionado, decided to try calling them on the phone after things quieted down. Minnie answered, rust and mud, she explained when talking about what the blood had been. The answer was, of course, a deflection, considering the human blood present had been an undeniable fact. But by this point, the Winstons were content to put the chapter behind them and say little else about it. When Rowlett was asked point blank whether the house had been haunted or had been the site of a paranormal event, Minnie quickly changed the subject. Believers and skeptics, paranormalists and police alike, all came to believe that Minnie was never able to share all the horrors they possibly experienced behind those closed doors. Will Winston died in 1989, two years after the events of that September night. Minnie Winston passed away in 2015 at the age of 104. Dang. Yep. And that's what I got. And theories for theories, I have written in big letters, no idea. (laughs) What's tough is that she she wouldn't admit to anything else happening. So we have no idea if there's a history of yeah. activity and, uh, there. But people, people say it sounds like stuff happened there, but she did not want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the theories. I don't even know where to go. No. The, like the theory. What, what was I going to, what did I tell you that I was going to address? Um, well, like the theory that the daughter works at a hospital. Oh. If you no. work at a hospital, you can't just go to the fridge and grab a bag of like blood. It's not like a blood vending machine. Oh, what I was going to say was that she swears, and she said maybe she's wrong and her and she is remembering it wrong, but she swears that the house alarm, the door alarm, was set that night oh. before she took the shower. Okay. So, so nobody could have so come in. Unless it was her kids that had access to the code. code. But for it to be in the in the inaccessible crawl space in the basement or under the TV coming How up through the floor in the time she was in I the don't shower. know but coming up through the floor yeah. underneath the TV in the basement no that doesn't make sense yeah so that's I mean, not a, a hoax is not a reasonable explanation if things happen the way they say they did she was in the shower and yeah. it happened while she was in the but shower but if, if the kids want to prove that they're they shouldn't be you know that, that they they're should, incompetent. That they're incompetent. Isn't there a better way to do it than splattering blood <laughs> all over the house? Yeah. So I mean, I literally don't it's know. It's far fetched. Yeah, I I honestly don't know what to think of this. I don't either. Uh there's like no rational explanation. No, there's not. It happened this one time, but you know, were the the tests faulty that said it was? But if they were able to say with certainty that it was blood Even type, type O, blood, yeah. If they just said it's human blood, that'd be one thing. And but neither of them the are type, type O. They're type A. Right. So Clearly I, neither one of them was injured. No. 
And the idea that it was a gangster, that a gangster came in there with a bloody gun and hit it somewhere in the house and then left. I feel like they would have, I mean, if they had connections like that, that would have been uncovered. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. I don't like that just because they're African American. That's some of the explanations. Or ritualistic, like they sacrificed chickens in their basement. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm I I literally have nothing. I think that's one of the reasons I sat on this one for so long. You have is no because theories. I have nothing. There's no the, the theories are it was something paranormal, but I've never heard but of what? it. What I don't know. <laughs> and why? There's no other activity that what? we know of. No. Or the theory is that their kids did it, or they did it. It's which just is so just extreme. neither of them seem like like why would they do it? Right. I mean, wh- where did they get the blood? Right. And how could they have done it in that short amount of time and get it into all those areas yeah. of the house? So the daughter and the daughter takes a bag of blood from the the fridge at the hospital, comes there at just the like right, it was more than a bag of blood. Right at the, the same time, she's in the shower, sprinkles it around the house, goes in the basement and crawl spaces underneath the TV set. All totally undetected. So I just don't know. I mean, I honestly have nothing for this. I, it's just weird. It's it like totally like it actually happened. It did. It did actually happen. Yeah. There's I've read tons of like the newspaper reports about. It. it did happen the police guy says it did happen this. you know and i just don't know what to say about it really bizarre <laughs> yeah. like why this is truly a and mini what, what, what people have said is frustrating is that there's no pictures of the blood oh, so sure. we don't know yeah that would be uh, nice. there are reports that when she called the police the first time that she said something like quote it, it's spurting out of the floor like a sprinkler oh my gosh so it was actively happening that's what quotes say that she said when the police but then other people say it was just like dime-sized droplets of blood on the floor and in the basement and on the walls so it would be nice if there was some sort of like video or or photographic evidence to see what this is what because those accounts are inconsistent yeah i mean there's a big difference between it being a little tiny dime-sized drop or being a pool or like shooting out of the floor like a sprinkler right you know like Mm. a blood slip and slide right so i don't i (laughs) i just don't know and i that that's got to be why i've never done this one is because i literally have no idea of what to say about it it's just weird did you what what state is this atlanta georgia atlanta georgia yeah hmm uh, that one article that was really good, um, the one on the Truly Adventure website, but it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Biased? Not biased, mm-hmm. but very descriptive and very almost like fictional. Like it's oh. almost, it's, it's almost like a fictional account. Prose? But yeah, it's you almost, too yeah. Much prose? But it, it's, it's one of the better articles about this. A dramatization But there's tons of? of pictures you can find. This is, this is the couple because it's going to be in the, the teaser picture oh they did not perpetrate a hoax no i can't see Minnie out there shooting blood around from no but no and it the the, it was human blood it was they were the lab said human blood blood type o weird and that's all i can say it's just bizarre i have no idea i have no idea either so i just feel like there's no way to wrap this one up because i don't know it truly is a mystery. Yeah, but what I would like to really know is if they've had previous paranormal yes. events happen in the house. Right. You know, but the fact that she went on to deny that it was blood is very interesting. To yeah, me. it's telling. Yeah. No, she said it was it was rust and mud and water, hmm. which they knew it wasn't because it was tested to be human blood. Right. That's weird. So that's my mini mystery about the house on Fountain Drive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, truly a mystery. Yeah, truly a mystery. I don't know what to say about it. We have no answers. If and we you guys never have will. <laughs> any idea whatsoever. Wow. Uh, yeah, there you okay. go. Cool. 
Okay. Now we have questions. I want to give a shout out to our armchair treasure oh, yeah, hunt yeah, yeah. winner. Okay. Um, back in the Christmas episode, I made a little poem that oh. led to somewhere in the world where I had a virtual treasure buried. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth, who did our awesome Strange Sessions uh, Toy and Tile shirts, sent me a picture of where it was the day after I posted it. So which she, is why she was which not is why she was it. exempt. <laughs> Beth, you're too good at this. Um, but uh, I think it was like a week later. Listener Todd Trexler sent me the correct information. And I don't know if I want to go through the whole poem. Do I want to say how it worked? Sure. Okay. We've got time. Okay. The whole poem, and I'm, I'm going to stop during the poem and tell you what the answer is. The distant ground still cries, cries until new hopes arise. That line is going to be important. Okay. Next lines are, and these are important because this is one of the pieces of the puzzle. A school in London, a windy saloon, a haunted hotel, or a rainy tea room. Those four things lead you to Queen Mary. Queen Mary is a haunted boat that is now a hotel. Queen Mary's University in London. Queen Mary uh, Tavern in Chicago, which is a windy saloon. And the rainy tea room is the Queen Mary Tea Room in Seattle, which is notoriously rainy. So those four things lead you to Queen Mary. The next lines are, find what these four things have in common you see. Then go to its top apex apogee, and that's going to lead you eventually to peak, P-E-A-K. So what that is is Queen Mary's peak, the top of Queen Mary, Queen Mary's peak. Stable down below the treasure lays, dreaming away its night and days. For another part of the solution, listen well. This will help lead you to where the treasure does dwell. In my first and my seventh, remove a starting letter. And then just to line things up a little bit better, in my eighth, add a letter to the start of a word. From these three, one of several can be inferred. You don't need to just take a shot in the dark. You're looking for the one that's related to Mark. People figured this one out. My first and seventh refers to the lines of the poem. And it says remove a starting letter. So in the first line of the poem, there is the word ground. Take away the G that gives you the word round. In the seventh line, there's the word stable. You take away the first letter, table. And in the eighth, there's the word night. You add the letter K to the start, and it gives you round table night. You have to look at the knights of the round table, and the one that's related to Mark is the nephew of Mark, and that is Sir Tristan. So, so, so far we have Queen Mary's Peak and then Tristan. And as far as clues, here is the third. The next line may just help you with finding a word. And that line is inside this poem, some firsts can be aligned. And that is the second line of the poem. Cries until new hopes arise. Firsts aligned are the first letters of each word, which are C-U-N-H-A, which leads you to the word Kuna. So, so we have Queen Mary's Peak, Tristan, and Kuna. If you string these three together, the answers you'll find. Google search will help and Google Earth too. Zoom in a little and this puzzle will be through. At its bottom point, the treasure is buried and up to the heavens, all its love will be carried. If you go to Google and type in the words Queen Mary's Peak, Tristan, and Kuna, it will take you to an island in the South Atlantic called Tristan de Kuna, And if you go on Google Maps and look at it, you'll find Queen Mary's Peak. 
And if you zoom in, right below Queen Mary's Peak is a dormant volcano, and at the bottom of the volcano is a heart-shaped lake. And that's where the treasure is, at the bottom point of the heart-shaped lake, and that's what the last line refers to, where it says, and up to the heavens all its love will be carried. Wow. Yeah, and it, it amazed me. It amazed <laughs> me how people figured out some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people got Tristan. A lot of people did figure out Tristan in the Round Table night. Um, so I was like amazed at the people that were figuring this out. But uh, Todd and uh, Beth both sent me the the screenshot of the heart shaped lake at mm-hmm. the bottom of uh, uh, Queen Mary's Peak. So amazing wow, job, amazing Todd! Job. You did yeah. great. So. Krista and I just, and Corey signed the show notes from our armchair treasure episode. So Krista and I just signed it. So we are going to mail that out to you with some stickers and uh, a gift card for Amazon. Yeah. Not much, but it's still better than nothing. Yeah. This might be worth money on eBay someday. So save it. So just congratulations. Yeah. I'm glad people love doing the armchair treasure hunt, but it's so hard to do it because I didn't know if it was too easy, too difficult. I don't know that I would have ever figured that out. Yeah. I've never done an armchair treasure hunt. I'm sure once you start doing them and understand. You start to know, you start to know what you're looking for. Looking for the patterns. You start looking for patterns. Yeah. And I basically said in here what you kind of needed to look for. So it's just a matter of that. Well done on both ends. So thank you. And thank you so much, Todd, for for congratulations for solving that. We'll send your package out very soon. Okay. Questions or songs? Should we do questions? Yeah. We had a couple questions sent in from listeners. Uh, I'm going to do three of them. Okay. I think we might have got more. Oh, we also have a story about from Matt, but I think I'm going to save that for the next episode. Oh, I was going to read something from Xander. Yeah, maybe let's do those next episode. Okay. Do you want to write a note somewhere so I don't forget? Yes. He had a doppelganger encounter that yeah, I so wanted to read. Yeah, so did the person that sent me the story, so I'm going okay. to save those for our next one. Okay, listener Carl Wagner, who is mm. awesome. That I he's a good guy. Like he's. I a, think he's a long time. Yeah, he needs to become too. a very good friend of mine. He sent us one one of these after a, a couple beers. But this first one, <laughs> this first one he sent to us, I believe we've answered before. But you never know. He says, "Listener question submission: If you could do a dream investigation, mm. any location in the world, all access, where would you go and investigate?" And mine has always been the Queen Mary. I'm mm. obsessed with the Queen Mary. Like doing an investigation on the boat, the Queen Mary, the boat slash hotel. That is supposedly haunted. Like, I would love, love, love to investigate that. That is my number one dream place. Um, I'm going to say JFK Prep. I feel so bad. <laughs> I feel so bad that you didn't get to investigate it's that. It's right in our us. backyard, practically, yeah. and I've never and been able to like do f- it. But, man, that place just fascinates me because yeah. we all, when we were investigating it, Barry, myself, Matt, uh, Rhonda, Katie, Mark, Rhonda, Mark, yeah. all of us felt so weirdly drawn. Mm-hmm. We felt, I'm drawn we felt to like it. we were not happy unless we were on that property. And it was such a yeah. weird feeling. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I'm yeah. just not in an investigation capacity. And yeah. maybe and someday I, it it'll makes, change It makes ownership. me so sad that you weren't with yeah. us at the time we but investigated. But more, if I were to pick more of a well-known place, I'd say the Stanley Hotel probably. Oh, yeah. I would totally love the Stanley yeah. Hotel too. And his next question. Is this after a beer or two? This is, okay. He say, he writes, okay, let me preface this by saying I'm three beers deep. <laughs> this doesn't need to make the podcast, LOL, but I don't care if it does. <laughs> so he was three beers deep. Okay. And this is a, I'd be incapacitated at that point because I don't drink. But Would you rather be at the mercy of an incubus slash succubus for one week 
or be haunted in your home by a myriad of spirits who all do the hurdy-gurdy walk and watch you from a distance of inches while you sleep every night for two months. <laughs> Those are two horrible choices. Well, the succubus or incubus, like, has sex with you. Like, they're a, they're a mm-hmm. demon that has sex with you. But it's a demon. Yeah. I'm going with choice number two because I just don't want to ever mess with anything demonic. I don't care if it's a Yeah, but I don't want things doing that creepy encounter. walk in my apartment and like watching me while just I'm sleeping. Keep your lights off and don't look at stuff. I'm going with number two. I'm going with the demon sex. I don't want anything touching me. See, it doesn't say anything about them touching you in the yeah, second Yeah, but if choice. it's a succubus or incubus, I'm, well, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, they're not touching you in the second one, but I don't want something watching me while I sleep because that creeps me out. If it's a little demonic hanky-panky and it's over quick. <laughs> How do you know it's going to be over quick? Oh, it's going to be over quick. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I would, I'm going with, going the with number se- two. I'm going with demon sex. Chris is going no with the... No demons. Chris is going with the... I'll take a month, two months of really annoying house guests. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the incubus slash succubus. I'll draw like a little salt thing around my room and then they can't come <laughs> in there. Then they can't get through yeah. there. Yeah. I need a sanctuary. Interesting question. Yeah, that is an interesting. interesting question. Carl. I love when people give us two terrible choices I do and we too. have to pick one. I do too. And this other one was sent. It was actually messaged to me just yesterday by listener Nicole. She says, I have a question for the podcast. This is probably a better way to submit it because I swear that website has lost my questions. <laughs> she asks, Do either of you have any goals or plans for 2022? <sighs> and. After she wrote that it was weird because this is like one of the first years i think i really didn't have any mm. new year's so resolutions we're talking about new, i do have new year's, new year's resolutions yeah yours is to be Visit more present that's always present but to be more like upfront what you're not going to do and what you are going to do yeah um, I do have some official ones too and one Jim and i made together is we're going to visit 12 state parks that's cool yeah um work on my posture I, my posture is terrible that's something i want to work on I have never thought your posture was... Oh, really? No. I'm such a slouger. Um, what are they? I actually have them in my phone. I'm graduating in May, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> I want to get that done with and just... Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what else? There was another thing. I think be present. Just really work on being present in the moment. I feel like I just gave up on doing resolutions because they never stick. They never well, stick. Well, I picked ones that I I want to do. Yeah. Like, I'm going to graduate, but it was so weird that's that, happening. <laughs> since she said that, I said, I realized that this is one of the first years I don't have anything. I just want to get through this year because it's been a slog so far. Yeah. That's it's only answer. February. <laughs> that's my answer. Songs? Go for it. Did you pick one? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing two. I, I'm liking this going on YouTube and looking at comments about the songs that I like, that I'm picking. My first song is a, I don't know if I've done this before. So many people messaged me last week when I posted the song Swing Life Away by Rise Against about how much uh, that meant to them, how much that song meant to them. Oh, really? And I I feel like when I edited it, I was kind of like dissing Rise Against because they're too heavy and they're too political and Mm. and they're kind of not really either, Mm. I feel. I feel like I kind of besmirched their name. Like I love Rise Against. Some of their stuff is a little too heavy for me, but I love Rise Against. So my first song for this choice is another Rise Against song that I absolutely love. And it is a song called Tragedy Plus Time. And basically the song is about, it's like a harder song, but it's basically saying 
you're going through some crap right now, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I went and looked at some of the, uh, when I was running, this was one of my big running songs. So I went and looked at some of the YouTube comments and I really like these. So I'm going to do three YouTube comments about this song. The first one I like is just a simple short one that I totally agree with and says, it's incredibly beautiful and rare to find a song that tells you that things will be okay without ignoring or invalidating the pain you're going through right now. Mm. The second one says, this one's longer. The first time I heard this song, I was sitting against the wall outside my geometry class. I was in my sophomore year in high school. It was October 24th, 2014. About five minutes earlier, I was in the principal's office dropping off a late attendance sheet, and while I was in there, news of the MPHS shooting came down the line. They didn't mean for any students to know who the victims were yet, as our school was fairly closely connected to MPHS, I'm not sure where that is, Mm -hmm. through sports. But I remember hearing the last name of one, and it was a girl that I had been flirting with since the start of the term, being identified as a victim over the resource officer's radio. I remember putting in an earbud, turning on my chemical romance, cringe, emo phase, (laughs) and as I pocketed my phone, I accidentally clicked on this video, and I just dropped outside my geometry class. I couldn't move, and I couldn't breathe. I remember hearing my geometry teacher get the news over his office phone, and my biology teacher get the news down the hall. I remember hearing my biology teacher just start crying, and my geometry teacher swearing up a storm. I remember my biology teacher stepping out of his room to compose himself. He ended up sitting next to me crying. Oof, that's rough. By the end of the period, my entire geometry class, that biology class, and one of the school security guards were also just sitting out there. The teachers in shock and the students there not knowing who had been killed, but wanting to be there for us that did know. This song will always be connected to that day for me, and I really hope it continues to get me through the hard times in life. Sorry for the long post if anybody actually reads this. I just needed to say my piece. I think that's really sweet. What's sad is that there are so many school shootings in America that this just, is just it, one of many. No, and it just keeps getting worse yeah. and worse and worse. And the third one I want to read is, I don't have any big sob story about the song stopping me from killing myself or anything, but the song always makes me feel better when I'm down. It's just a great reminder that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and it really helps me to remember just how blessed and lucky I really am. It's like a don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened kind of thing. And that is a song, Tragedy Plus Time by Rise Against, and I'll post that in the group. And I just really, really love that song. The lyrics are so good. Uh, I'm going to post the lyric video so that people can read the lyrics. Oh, cool. My second song is kind of a weird one. It's from 1977. It's Canadian, and I've never heard this song before, but it was on Letterkenny. Mm. Like, Letterkenny is, like, such a fascinating show. It's, like, such lowbrow, dumb humor. Mm Mm-hmm. But in a sophisticated way, in a sophisticated way, and it's filthy, but it's also really sweet. I guess it's really, really hard. Like I, I said on here that Sophie, I introduced Sophie to the show, and she was watching. Like after the first couple episodes, she messaged me and she said, "I literally can't tell if this is the dumbest or smartest show I've ever watched." (laughs) So it's weird. It's like it's like dirty but wholesome, and it's stupid but smart. But they had this one episode where at the end. Uh, the characters all go to a bar and it's playing this like disco-ish kind of slow song from the 70s. And the scene is just so beautifully shot. And when you see it, you're like, wow, because it just is like such a different vibe from the usual show. And it is the song It Always Happens This Way by the Canadian band Toulouse. Hmm. T-O-U-L-O-U-S-E. Okay. And some of the YouTube comments say, 
I just started watching Letterkenny, made it to season four as of the time I write this comment, and I gotta say, this is one of the most perfect endings to a sitcom episode I've ever seen. In fact, when I first watched this episode, I was super depressed. I wasn't even paying attention to the ending. I was playing around on my phone, and the song caught my attention, so I played the scene back. It picked my mood back up in a way that I can't explain. Hands down, it is one of the best scenes of the entire show for me. Somebody else writes, My absolute favorite scene in the show. It always makes me smile. I have actually come back to this episode once or twice when I was feeling down just to get to this scene. Somebody else said, I don't think the producers could imagine how much a scene would impact viewers. Truly one of the best shows that not many people have heard of. And somebody else writes, Didn't like the show at first. Seemed totally weird and I was too busy at the time. Now it's one of my favorites and this scene is definitely one of the best. Enjoy this life while you got it, y'all. So, what? Where do you watch Letter, Kenny? Uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's a Canadian show. Yeah, I have Hulu. Uh, it's just, uh, it's such a good show. I mean, I just can't get out there enough what a good show it is. But it's it's Canadian. It's filthy. But it's a, it's a great show. Hmm. But what I love, what I absolutely love is they talk filthy. Mm-hmm. There's never nudity or anything. There, oh. were, there were scenes last year in a strip joint and you just knew there weren't going to be, there wasn't going to be any nudity because it's yeah. not that kind of show. Sure. They'll talk super filthy, but it's like I said, it's strangely dirty, but strangely wholesome at the same time. And I'm going to put, I'm going to post the video of this scene where you can hear the song, Okay. but the scenes in slow motion and it's just like a really, really like beautiful scene. Hmm. So those are my songs. So I don't, I actually don't have a song recommendation, but I'm going to recommend a documentary that Jim and I just watched on Netflix called If I Leave Here Tomorrow. And it's a documentary about Leonard Skinnerd, and it is so good. Really? Yes. It's just, it's amazing. How, just the whole backstory of how they became a band and how much work they put into and it. And then like the stuff with the plane crash. Which and, I didn't even know about. Yeah. yeah. Like, hello, I've been listening to Leonard Skinner, Skinner for decades and I didn't know that half the band was killed in a plane yeah. crash, yep. including the lead singer. Yep. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a very, very, very well done documentary. Cool. So I highly recommend it. Cool. A joke. A uh, pickle joke and a deets. I'm going to actually read one out of the book from Eli. The Book of Eli. The Book of Eli. Laugh out loud jokes for kids because they're way better than the pickle jokes. Oh, everything's, anything's better than I don't those know old where pickle I left jokes. off. Why did the queen go to the de- dentist? Why? To get crowns on her teeth. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, that's actually sort of funny. It is funny. These are like total kid jokes, yeah. actually. How yeah, did the lobster are. get to the ocean? How? By a shellicopter. <laughs> Time for the deets. So much better than the pickle jokes. Time for the deets. And then we get to the side sessions. Yep. I hope people like the side sessions. Like I said, don't, don't expect like a full episode for those. Those are like little McNuggets. Mm-hmm. Little little strange sessions nuggets. Yep. Uh, today's is a topic that I find fascinating. I don't know if other people will, but we're going to find out. Hopefully I will. Hopefully you I will. sit through it. I'll probably <laughs> fall asleep. Our deets, you can email us at sessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at session without the final S. Instagram, Krista does a smack dab fan damn tastic job. I <laughs> she post just, like once a she week. just shrugs. On Instagram at the Strange Sessions. You can send us postcards and snail mail. Thank you, Matthew Thornton, for sending us snail mail. Yes. P.O. Box for oh, the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Mantuak, Wisconsin, 54221 0434. And you can call our lonely little phone line, like Matthew did, mm-hmm. at 920 443 9602. And I got some letters to go through when I get home, it looks like. Yep. I got some. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take, oh, take, 
Use your words, you Krista. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you, have you having some kind of episode over there? <laughs> no. I'm going to like take the contents of one envelope and kind of spread them out a little. And I'm going to take a picture and say envelope one. And then I'll do the same envelope two. Yeah, before you leave. Okay. And then the listeners who go to social media will at least see like the overall yeah. contents. Yeah. So I'm not going to take each side of each page. Yeah. That would just nope, be too that much. Nope, that sounds You'll good. You'll get like a little collage sort yes. of of each um, envelope. Yeah. Crazy. Good stuff. Uh, for our next episode... You are going to want to get your conspiracy theory bingo cards out because next episode is going to be a pretty deep dive into some conspiracy theories. I don't even know what it is. Have you told me? No, but that's the one where I said that if I mysteriously die, quote unquote, suicided during any Mm. episode, it's going to be this one because, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. And that that will be our next Strange Sessions episode. All righty then. So I believe that is it. Ready to take a little break and then jump into our side sessions? Yeah, I'm ready. So, I feel like there was something. I always feel like I tell people, I'm going to mention that in this episode, and then I always forget to mention it. <laughs> we should take notes on that stuff. Yeah, maybe by season 10 we'll have this down. <laughs> uh-huh. So, from Kristen and I down in the nicely warm, it strange is. cellar, until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.